Good afternoon and welcome to Lunch Lunches, where we chat about everything leadership, coaching and marketing in aim of adding value to people's lives happening every Wednesday and Thursday on ebuzzradio.com. You can catch the Lunch Lunches on all the major podcast channels and to help us grow the channel, please follow, like and share with everyone. On today's coaching segment, we have got co-owner uh, co and director of Raintree Business Coaching, uh, Leonie Guzia. How are you doing, Leonie? Good, thank you, Kevin. How are you? Good, good, good to have you back, and uh, thank you for joining me. So uh, we've we've had some interesting conversations in uh, what our next conversation should be about, and I don't know about you, but this there's this new evil word that's come up <laughs> <laughs> in organizations, and it's, it starts with an H. This hi hybrid. This hybrid work situation. Um, you know, when they spoke hybrid, I always thought they're talking about cars, and suddenly they're talking about humans. <laughs> hybrid and, leaders. <laughs> and then I went. I went and looked at some stuff, right? So looking at some of the top challenges of hybrid work culture, right? And I was, uh, which is quite alarming to say the least. And employees are, are quickly adopting a hybrid work culture due to unique demands of employees post-pandemic. Um, reports are saying that 39% of employees claim that they will change their jobs if they are being forced to go back to work, which we know people are doing they, because they don't want to do this, right? Uh, and that they can't find that balance. And the last point that they make is hybrid work poses challenges, including poor social in interactions, poor communication, poor understanding of company cultures among employees. And that's exactly the conversation today, right? And uh, I mean, from your perspective, what stood out for you about having this leadership or, or this hybrid leadership conversation, this, you know, this hybrid management where, where people find themselves? So for me to focus around looking at this is how do we support our managers through this? Because the reality is that this is the world that we're living in, right? This is, yeah. it is the is now. Um, that's even a word. <laughs> um, <laughs> so how do we support managers? Because the fact of the matter is there's a, there's a couple of challenges that's coming up. Um, and I always find it most peculiar whenever I get invited to join some or other team meetings and organization and everybody joins the meetings and there's not one camera on. And I'm going, how the hell do people actually connect with one another? How do they build relationships? Yeah. Um, and managers have to, to kind of steer the unknown here. Um, people are complaining about the hours because we just keep on working and working and working. There's this, you know, we used to talk work-life balance and then it became um, work-life integration and now it's hybrids. Um, and, and what is the impact on that? So there was a whole lot of things that popped up and I was looking at the managers to go, how are we supporting our managers to lead in this new hybrid model? to ultimately support businesses to, go, to, to, to grow and to thrive. And I think that's where we, you know, we sort of went, when we, when we spoke through this, and, I, and that's what's so beautiful about what we're going to talk about today is because uh, we actually came up with three very distinct areas that, you know, managers in the world need to focus on today. But I just want to point out some of the things, as you mentioned, some of the things that are um, that really making a, a huge impact, like poor social interaction, um, employees experience logistical challenges, the tendencies to favor in-office workers, um, difficulty maintaining work-life balance, um, increased overhead and labor costs, 
um, coordinating uh, coordination of people, poor work communication. So there's a hell of a lot that is really, really um, impacting this hybrid situation. And what we discussed is, you know, um, how do we actually give people uh, a proper, for me, it almost looked like a three-step process of really handling <laughs> your hybrid hybrid engagement um, to a better degree, right? The first yeah. one that, that really springs to mind is the, the managers must be intentional managers. And um, you can speak us through this now. And, yeah. But for me, the intentional manager, right? It's I don't think a manager, we can't afford to just be, a, a, you know, someone who gives instructions anymore. We're not just, you know, you're arriving there and just, oh, you must do this and this and this and this, right? There has to be something intentional about the management that's happening. Tell us your version of, of what that even means. Yeah, I love when you included the word intentional. I think what we need to be aware is, of is when we are in that office model, there is a lot of unintentional learning, sharing, managing kind of processes. It just happens by nature of walking past someone in the corridor, having a quick conversation, quickly popping in your head in someone's office. There was a lot of kind of just learning through osmosis, if I can say that, right? When we were connected to people, we saw, we talked, there was a lot of conversations. We could pick up when someone was low, we could pick up if balls were dropping. It was in a way easier. Um, so we need to become more intentional with how we manage our team. And, and I just want to highlight here, when we speak management, management speaks to the responsibility to ensure that the team executes the function that they know how to do, right? That's what we talk to when we speak management. We're not yeah. speaking mentoring, coaching, training, none of that stuff. It is when the team knows what they need to do, you need to ensure that that process happens. Um, and being more intentional around that. So as managers, what we need to look at is what are the systems that we're putting in place to ensure that people are very clear around what they need to deliver, how they need to deliver this, by when they need to deliver it, to who they need to deliver it, so that there is transparency and clarity on the table. That there are proper systems in place that allows managers to track and to monitor and to report so that they can quickly pick up the red flags. Yeah. So it is really now, you know, systems and business have always been important, but I think even more so now where we are in an environment where we're not seeing one another the whole time anymore. We can't just pop in for a quick question. We need to ensure that we set our team up for success. So creating that clarity, transparency, and then how do we set ourselves up as managers for success? What are the systems that we're putting in place that allows us to be able to track and monitor and support when it is needed? So when we speak intentional management, that is what the first of all that pops up for me is that that um, the system and the structure and the support and being very intentional around that. Yeah, and, and, and I think that's also um, what two things on that, just on that point is you're contracting with your employee or your staff members. So you're really getting them to go, okay, this is what my expectation of you is. Mm -hmm. If I'm not seeing you in the office, X, Y, and Z. If I am, then cool, I'm seeing you in the office. But you have to establish the contract between as manager with yeah. employee to make sure you're on the same page because 
when we leave it vague or ambiguous in any kind of way, people perceive that as like, oh no, but you know, Leonie knows who I am. It doesn't matter. I'll send the thing on Friday. Mm. And Leonie's going, why hasn't Kevin sent us yet? Why, why hasn't he updated me yet? Why? So that, again, there's no clarity. And I think that contracting around this intentional leadership is so important, but also it does create certainty for everybody. It creates yeah. that sense of certainty. It also prevents the death by meeting. You know, it's one of the first things that popped up <laughs> the second we went into lockdown, yes. if you can remember. Meeting, meeting, death meeting, meeting, by yeah. meeting. It was in a meeting to check, have you done what we discussed in the previous meeting? But there were 15 minutes between the meeting and this meeting. And it was just, it was death by meeting where we try yeah. to micromanage because there's no systems in place, because they, that very clear contracting is not in place and the tracking and monitoring systems are not in place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so absolutely it's so important clarity. because, you, you know, it, 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 it contracts and it creates that clarity. And because of those two things, you're, you manage your team better, plain yeah. and simple. Right. Absolutely. The, yeah. the, the other point we spoke about is the manager's intentional creating space to connect with and supporting of other managers. Mm -hmm. And I think there is a big, you know, a big uh, uh, miss. Like, what do you call it? I think people have completely missed the boat here. Right. Because as much as we're in this organization, I'm a manager, you're the manager, but yet you and I don't ever speak to each other. I don't know what your team is doing. You don't know what my team is doing. And if anything goes haywire, um, one blames the other, yeah. you know? So give us some ideas yeah. on, on, on why we spoke about this and, and how people can actually, again, intentionally create space to connect and support other managers. Yeah, I think the hybrid model, model for managers is a very alone space. Um, yeah. You know, back in the office environment, we could pop in our head again and another manager. There were there was often just quite natural spaces where we would connect with soundboard, chats, connect, ask questions, ask for support because it was quick and easy. Everybody was there. Um, and now because we are feeling overwhelmed, there's just so much to get done. Because let's face it, and we're going to speak about this um, a little bit later again, but in the hybrid model. Um, time has become a real luxury because there's the systems that we need to put in place, plus the work that needs to be done. We have to, there's a lot that needs to happen. So suddenly that quite natural, nice connecting space with other managers, um, we, we, we don't just don't make the time for that, right? Because I need to focus on what me and my team need to get done and what we need to deliver. And these are our deadlines and, and, and et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's a very alone space. Um, and I think it's also taking away from collaborative learning um, yeah. As managers, we 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 used to learn so lot so much from one another. I, I think back of our exco meetings that that we had, where we sit um, around the table as as managers and and leaders in organization and listening to challenges that one member was having and learning from that, so that I could take from that and support my team to not make the same mistakes. Um, and that support structure. Right, because sometimes I just need to soundboard. I just need to chat to someone. Yeah. I just need to think through or talk through. Um, so it's become quite it, challenging because of this time thing and not being in the same space. I mean, so, I, to give a simple example, 
I've done that with you, right? I, I've had a, a moment of going, shit, I just need to, I need someone to give, to, to bounce some off the, this yeah. information off. And then it's like five minutes. Do you have five minutes to just check in with me on something? Yeah. And we literally hop on WhatsApp. This is, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a support structure. It's the, it's, it's having, creating the space for people in your environment to actually build a bond, even though you don't see each other every day. I know that I can just hop on the call and say, Danny, do you have any time, like just five minutes? I just want to like get a version of your story here and frame it differently. Yeah. Yeah. And that in itself creates support for, you know, that creates support in your business and in your environment. So I think managers should really get themselves a, a sort of accountability buddy, get themselves a, a venting buddy or just someone, just a good ear, you know, someone with an objective mind that can yeah. kind of go, yeah, I hear you, but have you thought about this? Right. Yeah. I mean, you and, and I have solved huge problems just by me talking. <laughs> Kevin, you've like, got five minutes. And then 30 <laughs> minutes later, I'm like, oh, we've got it. <laughs> you you yeah. said such a nice thing when we chatted about this the, the previous time. And you said that intentional kindness. Yeah. You know, as, and I remember what it felt like for me connecting with you and, and especially, you know, for, for those of you, our listeners out there that are alone, they're business owners, entrepreneurs, you know, getting that thinking partner and in organizations where we've got the, the, the network of managers, just creating that intentional coffee, that intentional connect, then the, the intentional thinking partner, the intentional kindness in a in that understanding that we are managing in a world that is unknown to us. The challenges that we are experiencing is new and just being kind around that where the value of sometimes just having that someone that listens to you when you are venting, I mean, that's just priceless. Um, yeah. And then you can get that off your chest and you can think of the solution and, and move forward. So really, you know, no man is an island, and I know it's such a cliche, but it is just so true. And it's probably one of the biggest lessons that I had to learn because I'm a very independent um, kind of worker person. Um, and it's something that really significantly shifted my life when I've realized that I don't have to do everything by myself. <laughs> and how it has shifted my life to to have partners and, and like you, a collaborative partner and a life partner and partners you know, we don't have to fight this battle alone. Connect with people in the organization that are going through similar things with you. Challenge this together. It's just so much stronger having more than one brain around the table. I just want to share a story around this. As I was working with the Manco team recently and we were talking about um, there was too little heart in this business. And I said to them, okay, cool guys, you know, you've heard it, you've seen the evidence. Um, what is the strategy that you're going to take to make this place better? And from like from a heart space and everyone started talking, 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 talking. And one of the groups stuck up their hands and said, Kevin, we're going to create a, uh, we're going to create a whole theme around being 10% kinder in this organization. Yeah. And I was like, wow. And they started elaborating and they said, you know what? I'm going to go and buy someone a cup of coffee, even when I don't speak to that person often or I haven't connected with that person because we don't need to connect that often, but I'm going to be intentionally kinder. And I thought, can you imagine if just 50% just of, that, of that group of people did that in that organization, how that would permeate into the rest of the organization, organization and what that would mean 
to people, right? How people would then tend to show up, how they would want to connect and engage, even at a hybrid level. Even if I messaged you, I said, hey, can I have a virtual cup of coffee with you? I know you're sitting in Cape Town right now. Can we quickly have a quick chat? Even if it's just that, but the fact that you're intentionally going there with kindness, how, just imagine what companies could become based on that, that, that philosophy, right? Yeah. I think that's a beautiful thing. And it's something that popped up when you mentioned it actually a little bit earlier on where you said, um, we kind of work in these silos and it's so easy to throw another team under the bus when we don't have that connection. Um, yeah. I'm also working with, with a client where they constantly have to share a team and they have to schedule a team, but the two of them never speak. So then someone is last minute Charlie and it just creates a whole lot of ructions around this team. And it's, no, but it's that person's fault and no, it's that person's fault. And just by creating the space where they actually pick up the phone and I'm not talking about a WhatsApp group chat. <laughs> I'm just making that very clear. I'm talking about a conversation, yes. <laughs> you know, quickly sending information by all means, but connection is not a WhatsApp chat group, please no. Yeah. Um, just actually having a conversation saying, you know what, we are experiencing this challenge. Can we think together how we can find a solution? Just yeah. that one conversation, I cannot tell you how it shifts the thing. And suddenly they connect and they work together as a team for the best of both. And their team doesn't feel like they're being pulled from pillar to post. Everybody, there's clarity, there's proper planning. I mean, the, the impact has just been phenomenal. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is amazing. Yeah. yeah. One of the, the third guys, the third step that we, I mean, we've covered one, just, just to recap, managers must be intentional about what they're doing. Managers must be intentional about creating space to connect with and support other managers. And the last one, so unbelievably important is to create healthy boundaries. And this again comes back to the contracting, right? Yeah. Speak just about that, Larry, because I think contracting, as we know, we know that, you know, um, <laughs> I've, I've gone to the point where, you know, someone wants something from me and you know, I simply say to them, well, unfortunately, that's not going to work for me. So this is what will work for me. And if mm. we can find a, a good balance between this and that, um, then we can go ahead with doing this. Um, and I, I, my, my, I'm so aware of boundaries at the moment that I, they're not, they're, I don't even want to negotiate them. Like they, <laughs> they're almost like solid in place. And I'm like, because, because the, the thing is, you know, when we don't know, we make assumptions, we presume, we make mistakes, we step on each other's toes based on the fact that I didn't know right? Or I wasn't informed, right? And it's a, a, as much as people think boundaries is having a bad conversation, it's not. Boundaries is having a very good, well-defined, cleared, clarified, constructive conversation. And it is about creating that clarity. You know, Angela, my business partner, always says, um, people will rather do nothing than make a mistake. So if they don't know what right looks like, they are not yes. going to do anything, yeah. right? Yeah. Which is why we, in this time where we are feeling unsafe, in this time where it is quite new and we're not having face-to-face -face conversation because we're having teams meetings with, with no faces on, um, 
people are feeling unsafe. So it's, it's so important for us as managers, again, where we speak about the systems, where we create the contracting, we create the clarity around what is expected, when it is expected. And then it's that follow through. Um, it is, it's the, the cause and consequence. So if there's a deadline, what happens if people don't meet the deadline? Where, where are the yeah. boundaries? Um, and also what it is, is a very important conversation here that we often neglect is what are the healthy boundaries that you are putting in place with your senior manager teams in terms of what do you need from your senior team? What support do you need? Um, do you guys need to have a, a contracting conversation? Um, are you putting the boundaries in place and, and, and standing up for your team to say, you know, what you are asking now is unrealistic in terms of the time frame that, that we've got. Um, and if we say yes to this aspect, do understand that the following is then going to drop on the floor. Um, and to really have those healthy boundary conversations for the greater good of the business. And I think this is very important because sometimes we we want to put boundaries just to put boundaries. And now we're having a conversation around wanting to be right which is a very different conversation from, you know yeah. what, I'm looking at this from big picture for the greater good of the organization. I understand where you are coming from. Here's the challenges in, in, in the team. And if I say yes to the next piece of work that's coming in, please understand that then something needs to be dropped and having a healthy conversation around that so that there's clarity again on the table um, and that people have the structure and people realistically have timelines deadlines and consequences in place so that people are set up for success within the organization it makes us feel safe um and when we are safe we can yeah. we can be productive we and together. Can, yes. yes bring our magic but right let's, let's think of high performance teams high mm. performance teams know that this is what i need to do this is the time i need to do it in and I get it done, come hello, high water, and there's clarity, there's a yeah. boundary in place. Yeah. A hype, if your team isn't performing high, they probably are feeling unsafe. They probably are not clear on how to do and deliver on what needs to be delivered. They're yeah. probably scared of failing because if I just don't do it, then I'm not going to fail because who knows what's going to happen if I fail. Yeah. All of these directly relate to an underperforming team. Yeah. So healthy boundaries create so much more than just a boundary. It creates, uh, it's a beautiful process to sit down with your team, create those boundaries, contract with your team, create the safety, create the clarity and go, this is what's cool. This is what's not cool. And let's get it done. Right. Mm -hmm. Creates a boundary. Yeah. I often, um, I've met in a couple of organizations that I've been working in where managers were not able to create healthy boundaries with the senior manager and how unsafe that made the team felt because the managers just keep on saying yes and yes and yes and loading and everybody, it becomes a culture of just taking on everything and people burn out. Um, yeah. Worst case scenario, I was speaking to, um, a, a, we had a group coaching last week where one of the individuals had just recovered from a heart attack. Now I'm talking worst case scenario, oh, wow. yeah. but this is a, this is an organization where there are not healthy boundaries and they're just taking on more and taking on more and taking on more. Um, there's the trust has been broken. People are not feeling safe. There's also a lot of people leaving. You can imagine, 
Um, so having these healthy boundaries in place for us as managers are actually critically more important. Also for ourselves, because it requires more time to set the healthy structure in place, to set the healthy boundaries in place. It takes more time. It's that working on the business versus working in the business. Yeah. And to be boundaried around that and understanding that, yes, I'm going to take more time and effort now to put all of these things in place. But once I've done that, it would actually then allow me to be more effective with my time. It will allow me the time to follow the process um, and save time because then now there's a proper process in place and I can see the red flags when they jump up and makes the whole team more effective and be boundaried around that. Um, so yeah, this is a, you know, we can keep on talking about the boundaries. I haven't even touched on the, the personal boundaries. This is one of the things you're, men you're mentioning now is also, you know, depending on your management style, you know, again, it comes back to that intentional leadership, how you sort of connect with the people in your environment and also the boundaries. But when you've, when you've gone through these processes, um, how you how who how I approach Leonie might be different to how I approach Susan, and as a as a as a well equipped uh, a well equipped manager, I have the agility to do this right. Yes. So you know these are just three really really significant points. But when you have this down, this is what makes an agile leader a, a, a high performance leader. Right. And when you can do this in your in your management and you know how to do this with intention and you show up like this consistently and you are planned and you are well put together, put together and you have clarity and you're building boundaries. Yeah. Success is what follows. Yeah, absolutely. So if you could wrap this up for us in just, a, you know, just, you know, what you want people to take away from today's conversation, because that to me is, is my summary for today. But like, what do you think, you know, why do you think people should should really pay attention to this and and really think about, you know, 2023 for that matter, it's around the corner? Yeah, so Kevin, the fact of the matter is that it is different. The environment, the working environment is different. It is new. Yeah. It's got its new set of challenges. Um, so being intentional leaders is a big, big requirement for us to shift business to be successful, to deliver the results that we want the business to deliver. Um, and this is a kind of a kind of three quick steps to just support the bigger thinking around how do we become intentional leaders in this time. Um, and I and I want to just highlight that one again because I think it's just so beautiful and being 10% or 20% kinder in the process. Yeah, um, and people leave with those two things, I think it would really make such a great shift. Love it. Guys, you can catch uh, at the Lunchtime Shoes every Wednesday and Thursday on Eva's Radio. And uh, you, can uh, you can check it out on all our major podcast channels uh, out there. So go and check it out. Please like, follow, and share. Um, and Leonie, thank you for chatting. I think we've, uh, uh, we've left some interesting thinking points here. And uh, guys, hit us up. 
message us, tell us what you want to, what, what you want to talk about. Uh, if you need us to come assist you, that's what we do. Uh, and uh, all our information is in the description boxes below on all our stuff. From uh, Raintree Business Co uh, Coaching and myself, guys, uh, have a wonderful day. And Leonie, thank you for chatting. Great. Thanks, Kevin. Bye-bye. See you soon. Bye.